Hi, I'm Kevin. Kevin who? Hi, I'm Kevin Peterson from Serial 9. And I'm Gerardi Peralta from Serial 9. And I'm Ryan Benoit from Dota Logic, and this is Serial Podcast 9, Episode 12. All right, so today what we're going to do is uh, answer some questions from our listeners. Uh, we've acquired a few over the 11 episodes that we've done, so I think we're going to start with that. And if you guys have any questions, then uh, feel free to DM us or email us or, you know, leave just, a comment. Uh, yeah, leave a comment on YouTube or whatever, anywhere. And uh, yeah, we can answer your questions if you have any. Go to your front porch and shout it at the top of your lungs. Uh, yeah, send it by a smoke signal by doing a burnout. <laughs> Scream it into a pillow? I don't know. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, actually, before we do that, I want to touch on this because Gerard sent me a message this week and I thought it was terribly interesting and it was very pertinent to one of our earlier episodes. So in our Tesla episode, <laughs> Gerard mentioned that his brother-in-law was going to get a Tesla plaid. Yes. We talked about how the nerds have won. Yes. But here's the thing, Gerard. Have the nerds won? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to be, if you really, really want to be a nerd, then you can win. Yes. But uh, so, yeah, the, the car had a, an eight week, whatever delivery time, I guess it was. And uh, eight weeks comes and goes. And so he calls them, I guess. And he says, hey, you know, where's my car? I haven't heard from you guys. I don't know anything about it. Is my car going to be here soon? And they're kind of like, uh, nope. And they're like, yeah, it's probably gonna be another couple months. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, nobody's contacted me. I don't know anything about it. Like, what's going on? They're like, oh, it probably hasn't even started being built yet or whatever. So then he obviously gets a little bit choked. Guy doesn't like his tone. He says, hey, I don't like your tone. Hangs up on him. And of course, he's fucking pissed. And he's just like, what the fuck? And he kind of gave it some time, called them back, tried to talk to him or whatever. And then uh, they're like, yeah, well, you know, you're welcome to uh, cancel your order online, something, something. So yeah, the next morning, I guess he slept on it and he canceled the order. And and now he's going to look at a... Porsche. Take him. Uh, Cross Turismo. The only problem is they don't actually arrive till end of summer either. So he's not getting that till whatever. But we are, uh, we do have a test drive booked on Monday for a Turbo S take in. Whew. Yeah, it should Exciting be fun. times. So the beautiful car wins this time. Let's hope. I mean, uh, we're specking it out today and man, like that thing... Holy shit. You can get like, yeah, man. I mean, I'm like specking like slate gray leather with like Bordeaux red stitching and like this special like Neptune blue and like, man, the, the spec list is un, un, unbelievable. I think it, in my spec, it was like 65 grand worth of options. It was just fucked. <laughs> right. but it's like options that you would want if you were, you know, going to buy the top of the line one. Like right. If Kevin were to spec one, it would 100% be $270,000 as well. Uh, would it be a Camry? Because I feel like that's what Kevin's. No, Kevin likes in. those cars. He, except he said oh, Panamera, yeah. but now now they come in the full electrics. Is a Panamera Gran Turismo? Is that what it's called, or Kevin? Yeah, Panamera Gran Turismo, I believe. Yeah, this one's the Cross Turismo, so it's like a little bit off roady, but you don't have to make it off roady if you don't want to. So it's <laughs> like the it's the outback of Gran Turismos, basically. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're not winning me over. <laughs> No, but I mean, it does. There's an off road package, which obviously you don't have to get. It's like slightly higher and has like that cladding shit on the outside. And like, you don't have to get that. You just looks does like it normal. come with the like five round eight inch rally lights on the hood. Cause now <laughs> you're getting in there. No, no, no. It just has like a, like I those think 9 11 rally cars, you know? I think in, uh, does it come with a Rothman's livery? All right. 
Um, so this is actually one of the questions that I have because since we've brought it up and I wrote it down and I've always wanted to come back to it and now is my chance. So Gerard, you want to buy, when it comes out, a Nissan 400Z. Yeah, I do. Now here's the dilemma that I've created for you <laughs> in my head. That right there is like something a woman would do. <laughs> yeah, th that's completely think about something else that someone else might be thinking about and get into a whole preposterous situation in their mind about it. Damn women. <laughs> it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> I don't even need to explain myself to you, Kevin. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but so you want the 400Z and I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. But the, here's the conundrum that I feel is that Gerard, you always pick the obscure car. Yeah, exactly. And that's not an obscure car. That's right. It's not. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to know your approach to this. Okay, like, what's so trying here, to change, here's, okay? Here's the, here's the thing, okay? So, yes, I've had the obscure car literally since I was, like, into cars. Fucking, I've done it. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't beat them, join them. I want to buy a car that, like, it's a manual car out of the box. It's got a side brake out of the box. It's fast out of the box. It looks good out of the box. I mean, I could I could easily build a Q uh, six a Q fifty sedan with had which has the same VR thirty motor. You could six speed swap that. I found out you could do that. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I mean, just buy the fucking car, man. You know what I mean? I want to just I want one car in my life that I could just buy and like it's already sort of done. You know, I make it look cool, whatever, make it faster. But it, you just buy it, man. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I don't know. Like, it may or may not happen. I don't know. But like, I, that's what I want to do. So you would be okay with being just like every other, every, every other, other pedestrian peasant. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like the most peasant car. It's an exciting car. It's cool. And honestly, man, like I've always loved Zeds and like, I've never had one. Like I absolutely love 300 ZXs. Like I've swapped them. I've built them. We've done all sorts of stuff with them. I've driven them. They're, they're like my absolute favorite Nissan, but I've never had one. Like, why is that? You know, it's kind of like the same thing with JZX 100s. I've always loved them. I've modified them. I've imported them. I've driven them. I've drifted them, but I've never had one. It's like this weird sort of like disconnect. It's like, oh yeah, I really like that, but I'm just going to build this other thing instead. Um, but no, I just, I would really like to just buy the Z and like drive the fuck. I just want to buy it and literally drive it to a drift event and like go drifting. That's what I want to do. So it'll be like the combo breaker for you. It'll be the one time you don't do a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. It'll, it'll be like the easy button, I guess, if you will. Just like buy it, yeah. drift it, done. And then, you know, be like, oh, this thing's actually sick. It's like, I don't have to like change the knuckles, change the subframe bushings, change the the steering rack change the the like interior but, but you will yeah i mean you can no okay. you will it'll be like two days in and like it'll be torn apart you'll be measuring shit like you know it it's funny because you can't help in, yourself back in the day when type r's came out it was like you know type r's are sick and it's you know of course i had a civic at the time and i was like oh pff, you need that type r shit like you could build something like that way sicker you know blah 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 like it's just overrated this and that and then it's like so we'd get customers in with type r's and they'd be doing upgrades and it was sick because like you change the cams on a type r what do you do with the old cams you fucking sell them because they're worth a bunch of money you change the exhaust on a type r what do you do with the old exhaust you sell it because it's worth a bunch of money 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. And like the car already comes with nice shit. You're just putting nicer shit on and the old shit is still nice and you can either sell it or keep it or whatever. But like, yeah. And then obviously driving a type R it's like, they're amazing compared to any other Honda. You know what I mean? You could build something like that maybe, but I mean, literally engineers spent thousands of hours designing this car and it's pretty awesome. Engineers spent thousands of hours designing uh, control arms. Yeah. And... Well, I mean, that's just, that, that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then along comes Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes the stock shit ain't so bad. You know, I don't know. Um, what do you think of the new type R's? Uh, they're pretty crazy. I mean, uh, the styling's a bit much for me. I think they're, I, kinda, I still I think the styling. It's very, it's, it's very like Gundam. Yeah, it's it it definitely like whatever the style they're going for, they got it. What really irks they, me is yeah. those rear fenders, though. How they're kind of pasted on and they stop at the door. I fully hate that. But the rest of the car is like fucking crazy. And then, but it also has like a bunch of like non-functional vents, which are yeah, kind of like, eh. But like, yeah, overall, it's like a crazy looking car. And you know, when you see it, you're not like, hey, there's a Subaru. You're like, holy shit, like you know. Yeah, that thing's nuts. There's a Type and, R. <laughs> and the fact that like. You know, it has crazy brakes and all that stuff, and it's super fast. But also, you could fit like eighteen by elevens on the things. It was stock body or some shit with like two eighty fives or two ninety fives. It's ridiculous. Uh, I just straight up every time I see them, think they look like a spaceship, and I'm like, they fully spaceship. do. Spaceship, yeah. spaceship, yeah. spaceship. There's like wings on wings on like and, yeah, well, vents on it's wings. Just, yeah, it's wings it's, on vents, and it's man. crazy. I feel like yeah. I'm just pulling into Moss Isolate trying to hitch a ride at the <laughs> spaceport, you know? Yeah. Not that but like me. I've driven one. I've driven one. And man, they are, they're, yeah, like something else. I was, was going to say, like? what's the price range on it though? Oh shit, man. 60 grand or something like that? What I don't know. You buy? Is, is there another car that you would buy for that much money? Z34. 100%. <laughs> 370Z. 100%. All right. I, you know, okay. So the funny thing is like everyone's not, it's never really come up, but I said, if I ever win the lottery, I'm buying, going straight to Nissan. I'm going to buy a 370Z. And that's the car I would drive to the other dealerships to like order the Lambo and all that other shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because I just want a rear wheel drive car that's like manual and like you could just shit kick it and drift it. And then you go and buy the exotic cars, you know? That's, uh, yeah, that's never come up. <laughs> what car would you? I mean, I, I've heard it, I've heard it numerous times. So it definitely has come up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. In your day to day life. George, do you yeah. play the lottery? No, <laughs> I oh, used to okay. once in a while. Okay. Hey man, I'm Filipino, Kevin. you know. When I win the lottery, you know. When I win the lotto, Kevin, if you win the lottery, what dealership are you going to first to buy a car to drive to all the other dealerships? Uh, I uh, honestly, I don't even know. Mustang, come on, Mustang. A Mustang? No. Like no. <sighs> nah, they're sick. I'd buy a Mach E, and I'd immediately try and flip it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see if I could make the airbags go off in the dealer parking lot. <laughs> a Mach E? No, honestly, I don't know. Like, no, it was a joke. I, like, oh, okay. Just to wreck it. Like, like, see if I can like literally blow it up in the parking lot without even leaving it. No, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> Good action. Take, take take one minute and think about it though. You take a minute. You could just say a Camry. That's a fun Kevin answer. <laughs> like you honestly, roll up. Honestly, I probably would like just buy a brand new like Camry. That'd be, yeah. Because you know they would have one. You know they might not have the TRD one, but like they might have the one. You know what I mean? And you could get that car. Whereas like all the other cars you probably do want, they probably don't have at the dealership. You probably have to order the. Fucking you have thing. to like wait it. Yeah. yeah. 
Honestly, though, I'm not that kind of guy who just like sits there on the internet and like specs out cars that I can't afford. But like, <laughs> it's like not what I would do with my time. Yeah. All right. I'm not. I'm not. No, I know lots of people do that. I'm not trying to shit on like Gerard or anything. Like, you shit on Gerard. Of, no, I have lots of. I have lots of friends who do that. But it, yeah, it's, you know what I mean. Like. Yeah, but you're superior to them. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right no, I just, i'm just i'm just saying that's not something i do so like that's not uh, what know, i would like, do with my time i prefer to drink many beers <laughs> i just was like on a on a daydream like if you had an infinite amount of money you've never been like what would i do if i had an infinite amount of money that's never crossed your mind uh, I, I, honestly like no i don't like because that's not a feasible thing it's like i'm i'm never gonna have an infinite amount of money so like God damn it, just dream a dream, little, dream of it here and there, man. Dare to dream a little dream. <laughs> God. I fine, I get a like, Ferrari well, F40 LM. No, you know? but you got to wait. You can't that, buy that fucking not car. The... <laughs> it's not realistic. That's not a realistic dream, You just bro. told me to dream a dream, and now you're, I'm saying that's not That's a dream a little dream. Now that's not realistic. I said dream a little dream, and then you, you dreamed a big dream? We were saying what car would you buy to drive to all the other dealerships, and then you picked the craziest fucking car. I imagine that if Kevin won the lottery and he needed, he was going to buy cars, it would actually just be him on like Craigslist buying all the like <laughs> shit boxes. Hundred percent. Hey, yeah. man, would you take like sixty 100%. bucks for that thing? Yeah, and he's exactly. just he's driving each shit box. He like gets one shit box and drives it to the next shit box and leaves the last shit box. Oh yeah, God, just take the plate from one to another. That yeah, you know oh. that is. And then yeah. he works his way up. Yeah. And then he then he hires like a driver to go fetch all his shit boxes. No, he just literally blows like four million dollars uh. on like a bunch of shitty cars. Okay, there's like a million people in Vancouver who just park their RV on the street and live out of their RV because it's much cheaper than paying rent or owning a home. That would be me, except it'd be like a 52-foot car trailer with like like seven or eight shit boxes in the back. <laughs> All right. Very different How about mentality. You? What How about you, I? Ryan? What would, would you buy? I want to give you like six million bucks right now. And you got to go buy some shit. So buy? right out of the box, I would go to the Toyota or Lexus dealership. And depending on the day, yeah. I might be like, I want a brand new like TRD 4Runner. And if they could get me that. Um, okay. If it was out, I could or couldn't? <laughs> no, uh, you're not no, getting it's that. It's a Toyota truck. You're not yeah, getting it. Oh, you'd, like have to peruse, you'd have to peruse Craigslist and Marketplace. And oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So I can't go to the dealership and get that. Well, but I have so many millions. Um, okay, could I, the other can I get the new Lexus IS the the five hundred? Of course, I mean, like, yeah, if you could buy it, sure. I mean, if it was there, which yeah, I mean, maybe you have to wait a week or two or something, or maybe a month. I don't know. Maybe I just get the one off the showroom floor, and I'm like, drive it out for me, and then I give them an extra twenty k. Yeah, <laughs> and then after that, uh, yeah, after that, none of my cars are like crazy cars. If I had that much money, it's honest. Like now, they probably are. I'd buy like a Hakusuka and stuff like that. But oh, okay, they're all okay. like they're all they're all dumb cars that would require a lengthy explanation to why you spent two hundred thousand on like <laughs> a nineteen like sixty something Skyline <laughs> that's not like super fast and loud and smells like gasoline. How many like LC five hundreds do you think there are? Because like yeah, you could buy an LC five hundred. That car, I would I would really get down with. That's a good one. Yeah, they're pretty I good for sure. 
I would I, I would drive that around until I could buy an LFA. Yeah, that's what I would go find. That's actually <laughs> that's also, pretty that's pretty Toyota of you. It's like an automatic yeah, exactly. with a fucking foot brake and an engine and that's pretty dope. And, you and, can do burnouts, but you probably can't drift it because it's like beep 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 beep. Like no, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll just a... uh use my money and like convert it to DCT or some shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Make it so you Put can actually clutch drive pedal it. in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would, that would we've work. all already ruined the cars that we. Well, I didn't ruin mine, but no, like, I, I just, just drove mine. I just drove you mine. Drove I maybe mine. put You're coilovers right. in it and some wheels, and just drove the fucking thing. That's well, it. now it's ruined. Good. <laughs> all right. Oh, Side go sidebar. Yeah. Um. Apparently, that Cowichan racetrack has been opened up to like local race clubs. Oh, cool. People, ha- but uh, there has been no drifting there as of yet. Well, what if we have a really dope race club? What I mean, would we call you it? Tell, really... You tell me. We yeah. would call it Serial Race Club Nine. <laughs> Serial Nine Club do racing. Yeah. Pro- okay. yeah. Okay. Racing de Provence X Serial Nine. No, we call it a something... money. But you know what? That's a good idea. I mean, if they're gonna have like we should we should form some sort of professional ass like drift organization and then be like, yeah, we have this, you know. Can we call it a professional ass organization? I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that great. should just be the name of it. Serial Nine Professional Ass Racing Organization. I don't know what would have to fall into place for that to happen. Like, I assume they have their own insurance at the track. So then, do you need your own insurance to go race? There? I mean, I think like, you're thinking uh, too much into it. I think we should just do yeah, all the rest of the stuff first. <laughs> So, so like come obviously up with the think name. of the name <laughs> that's the only yeah. part yeah that's a Make very merchandise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The very people are you got something you've done absolutely no research yeah or you gotta into. you gotta write the the like the motto uh taking drifting to the next level uh with performance a professional, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a professional venue awaits <laughs> yeah i think we should do it all right. I'm, I guess you're half done the job now. Now just all the hard work of finding out how to get there. Yeah, don't worry. I'll do that. Hey, we might <laughs> have some connections. We might have some connections. We know people in, in not in Cowichan, but in Shemanis. And maybe they have some, you know, municipality cross something, something. Might be worth a try. Sounds like a lot of work for Kevin. This, this is great. Gerard did the hard part. He came up with a name. Professional ass drifting events. <laughs> Uh, all right. So the next questions are actually come from, uh, they're sponsored by rare spec wheels. All right. Uh, <laughs> How much did he pay you? No, nothing. He didn't pay me. I should get, I nothing. Well then it's pay not really sponsored. In friendship. <laughs> yeah. We should, we'll get him on the back end on this. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Question. He's actually asked this a few times and I was like, no, nah, man, we're not asking that. And then I was like, all right, fine. Um, best you got to let me finish the question though because it's okay. very important um, yeah, okay. best tires for drifting but tires is spelt with a y <laughs> kevin can go nice um i think it kind of depends on the vehicle you have which is like a shitty answer to say i fucking hate that <sighs> well i mean like you can't there's okay. no real right okay answer. like there is no real right answer. Like what? I remember in the very, very beginning, we would literally just go and go to tire shops and find tires outside and take them and use those. And I remember in the very beginning, I took a pair of like 
continental pilot sports and i was trying to drift on those on my corolla that's not even the fucking right brand continental pilot sports. i don't even know what i know you they were i don't know what this shit they were they were like there was some tire that was just way beyond my price range and way yeah. beyond my car's range so like before they heated up they were so slick and then as soon as they heated up i, I blew couldn't up get them like no i couldn't get them to kick like they gripped so hard i couldn't kick the car out ever because it was a corolla it had no power and like this you know the same is true now like i wouldn't run the shittiest snow tire on my like fucking 400 horsepower drift car Honestly, like I love Achilles. I, I I still hold them as a pretty great tire, like price per per thing, but I've been and always kind of have drifted on a cheaper rear tire because you I just go through them so quickly. But um, so what's your go-to 400 horsepower rear tire? And then what's your go-to front tire? Right now, for the rear, I like the Zena Argus. Um, and on the front, I, I'm running an RT615. And then I also have a Firestone Indy 500 as a front tire as well. So, yeah, right. definitely a higher grip front tire than my and a better brand than my rear tires for sure. But, you know, uh, I can go a year on the same front tire. I can go 30 minutes on the same rear tire, so... Uh, it's funny. I also added optimal price range, but I know the answer. It's like cheaper the better, but like get the best. It's going to be the same. Depend. It's always going to be the same answer. It's like depends on the car. Depends on this. So I mean, the, get a decent yeah. tire for a decent price. I'm going to have to yeah. disagree there. Oh, good. Do that. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you have a certain level of car, the cheapest tire is the best tire generally, right? So everybody just wants to drift whatever you got you know kind of a basic car you go with a cheap tire understandable for sure um but then you got a car that either you know has a ton of horsepower or maybe you want to be a better driver or like be more competitive i mean um or in my case i guess my car was heavy so i would try the same tires and run like the biggest size they had 265 35s and i fucking hate them all i hate all those shitty cheap tires i just hate them all um but i would run you know like a good front tire like RT615 or some sort of sticky front tire. But also because I run a really small front tire relative to the chassis. So I'm sure maybe you could run a lesser front tire if you actually run like a proper size. But I ran a 225 on my car and my car's fucking huge. So anyways, yeah, the first time I put on like a good rear tire, like a 200 treadwear similar to the front. So the car was balanced and then... Uh, whatever that was the the track day that we rented a track in in washington fucking best thing ever man 100 percent best thing ever oh, i only ever got to do that a few times so i've always drifted on said shitty you know cheap tires but never really got the same enjoyment or performance out of my car as that day hmm. would you do that more often now absolutely if uh, i had the choice i would always drift on those tires or tires to that uh of that level yeah, uh, as we know, money is no op obstacle for Gerard. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely not true. I mean, but um, I, I think I think what Gerard's saying is true, but like it's just maybe a point not that many people have reached where the the they can't compensate with the size of the tire, and you actually just have to compensate with the quality and the compound the of the tire. The grip of the tire, because yeah. you 
because your car has yeah it doesn't you know it just blows the tires off if you don't have acceptable yeah. amounts of grip yeah and i mean just for reference my car was 3700 pounds 600 horsepower um so yeah i put any 265 on there you know run it at like 20 psi or whatever the hell and it like still just kind of sucked it either like you know the car was just not really that controllable you know you just go through every gear and the tires just like burning off but like you're still not really gripping um but yeah when you have that good tire with that said it, you're running a 265 when the probably the recommended tire size for that wheel is like a 325 <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest size those tires actually no no I, know. Of, I mean i'm not the saying that like, should... <laughs> 275s so oh shit so that's because they came in that size and i mean that's that was fine until i destroyed the car so yeah <laughs> bad omen is what that was yeah yeah it's never like, 275 right. again yeah you're like yo 265 275 what's that i've never seen that before so yeah but i mean i feel like i feel like that sort of shifted all the guys in the states like they're all running like you know those uh rivas destino no, after the zestinos there was the man why is the name slip my mind come on you know the name not zestino no, Valino. Valino. Yeah, they're running thinking, Valinos or Kendas or like, you know, tires that are like pretty decent these days. Most people are running. Kendas, I don't think Kendas were ever good and I don't, I still don't think they're good. No, there's like the KR20 that people, people run, like the KR20R. Maybe like if that. you get, if maybe if they sponsor you, you have to say they're good. <laughs> like, if, I mean, they like make, the they make it sponsored all. everyone, didn't they? They were just like, and you get a sponsorship and you get a sponsorship. And then it's like, yeah, these tires are dope. And that's the beauty of sponsorship because honestly, as a dude that like, I don't know a shit ton about tires and I don't drift, but when it came time to buy tires, uh, I was like, yeah, Falcon sounds great to me. They've, they've won formula D before good enough for Vaughn getting junior good enough for Ryan Benoit. And I was just like, that's, <laughs> that'll be my tire. Yeah. But honestly though, like if, if you don't have, experience driving on a ton of tires that's probably a competent way to make your decision because it doesn't actually matter like until the point where you've gone through so many tires where you can you personally know the difference yeah. between the tires then you could make a, a a definitive statement and a judgment on those tires you know i mean yeah, i have no concept of what having like a quality tire it's not that i have but the most high tires. you know what the, the the highest quality tire you need ryan is the one where it can sit on the sidewall in the same position for eight months at a time. <laughs> yeah, without that's the one. Without or bulging out. Yeah. That's the one. So far, they're doing pretty good. One thing I was going to say, though, is um, I also, back in the day, used to run whatever junkyard tires. And same thing as Kevin, I'd run like a SO3 or like a Pilot Sport or a Conti Sport. I mean, I just had a 1J Crested. It wasn't like anything crazy. But yeah, like those tires, they would be like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then with the 1J... And the Crescent, I guess, being maybe a bit heavier, literally those tires would fucking blow up. Like they'd come, like chunks would come off that were like four or five inches. And it was just like, what the fuck? Isn't this supposed to be like a nice tire? But then I guess, yeah, maybe they would just be so heat cycled and maybe they were old. I don't know. But then I, because I'd be running like, yeah, like Pirelli's on this set and like Bridgestone's on this set. And like, it was never consistent. And then. Yeah. I just went to Achilles ATR Sports and I was like, man, these are like the best tires ever. Like they're they're kind of cheap. They're they smoke nice, they grip nice, and and they're available. Like I can just run the same tire. Like that, that okay, was... that that I will say. Um, that's this isn't what you asked, but 
what Gerard just said there is totally true. Like a, a huge thing for me was from going from getting whatever I could use to just buying of the same tire over and over again new. Like it, it just led you to be way more. Yeah. Like, you know, you know how the tire is going to perform. Yeah. You know, you know everything about the tire, you know, you know, the tire is not 10 years old. Like, you know, you know, there's not a plug in the sidewall, et cetera. <laughs> you know, you, you put these tires on, you're so excited. And then they like, they won't even seat or, you know, like whatever yeah. it is. And, like, yeah. You've like gone to do all this work to like steal the tires out of the back. Yeah, <laughs> and then they like, the tires. Like, yeah. yeah. Like quote unquote. One of the things we actually never talk about and also this falls into one of the questions. We never talk about Formula D. We always, always talk about like the grassroots stuff that we really like, but I've never gotten any of your thoughts on like Formula D USA or FD Japan or like your thoughts on the state of affairs and professional drifting. Yeah, I want to know. Like we've never talked about that. I'll go first. It's fucking crazy. It's it's insane. Like, like. Yeah, they, I mean, that's 100% push drifting to the, I mean, each each year gets pushed more and more and more, but it's like, you know, it's like the, the grip levels, the power levels, the car builds, the like, everything is so insane now that like, I, I would love to to ride in one of those things. Like, I, it, I guarantee you, it feels completely feel different. so fucked. Yeah, it, it feels completely different than a regular drift car. And like those drivers to drive those cars at the level they're driving at have to be like, really really something else like they're definitely like some good ass drivers and like the cars are fucked man they're so crazy it's probably like the feeling from like driving around like kind of spiritedly to like like drifting with us versus like you know what i mean like drifting like with us per- un- drifting with them yeah like a normal person driving around in their car and they think they're like you know like your mom's like yeah i'm kind of ripping it versus like being a passenger in your car is probably the same experience you'd have being a passenger in that car you know yeah like yeah, that's yeah. how that's how exponentially higher the level is yeah like i couldn't imagine accelerating like a fucking 295 r compound 2500 pound car with 1200 horsepower like i bet you it's like it's probably fast as fuck in a straight line it probably you know what i mean has like 75 degrees of steering angle and like it probably has so much grip in the corners that like you you literally need 1200 horsepower to like break the tires loose at those high speeds like you probably drift at like 180 and still be fucking accelerating or something stupid like that it's crazy you probably only have four gears though so you you max out at like no that's not true anymore man <laughs> they're all running like either sequentials or whatever now so yeah i think there's like not that many people only running four four speed dog boxes anymore that shit went out of stock uh i mean for me like that was drifting drifting was on the streets of japan and then we kind of learned about it and then it became this professional thing that was all competition based and you know there was a time where i was built like a pro 2 car and was trying to drive to get my pro 2 license and and progress in the sport because that was the only thing to look up to was fd and professional drifting um and then yeah like it would come to seattle and it was a huge event like it was a spectacle like i think a lot of people at that time there was definitely an era where like literally everybody wanted to build like a like a formula d level car or like whatever the yeah. pro 2 the, the next level down everybody was building that spec of car well because that, that's what i mean it was the only thing that people had been shown that they could aspire to was mm-hmm. was to keep going towards that um 
and then I feel like that whole like America just took it and ran with it, and it you know, it became the huge angle, huge motor, huge torque, huge tire thing, and then that basically just influenced the whole world. Like D one was never like that, and then now D one is exactly like that. Like, I mean, I'm sure would I'm sure probably would have gotten there eventually, you know, but it is pretty crazy though to see like some of the D one machines compared to most of the of the fd machines like there's definitely some d like apparently like naoki uses like stock like s13 lcas or something on his like d1 car i don't know like just weird shit like that where it's like not everybody has wise fab not everybody has you know like there's dudes running like cut knuckles and stuff whereas like i swear like there's probably not a form of the d car that doesn't have have wise fab or equivalent you know what i mean like you can't afford not to in formula d it feels like right like I'm... i mean i feel like maybe it's just a mentality thing americans are really good at just like buying a bunch of shit that they either need or don't need it's a motorsports they... thing though dude like if you can spend an extra thousand dollars to like get you out of a situation or maybe give you an extra two points in the series that's nothing that's absolutely nothing so like of course you're gonna have like the best angle kit and of course you're gonna you know what i mean like yeah no yeah because when you get to that level and if you're like one of the guys that actually wins like a lot like a top competitor your livelihood depends on that right like you can't be uh like a flagship car for ford or for like yeah a tire company and then be beat by a dude in like an sr20 who does like you have to have you're fighting for your livelihood and someone else might just be like a weekend warrior to some degree right like even when you guys sponsored alex lee alex lee's a great driver and he went there but like was that chassis maybe the most competitive chassis in the field probably not at the time right like that was like when we were getting into like the dawn of v8s like v8s were just becoming and then like the next year alex had to put a v8 in his car like it is what gerard said it was like the um, americans will will do the thing like they'll they'll buy the stuff and put the money towards it whether they need it or not but like if you wanted to win there became a point where it's like you needed a v8 and then like Daigo showed up and then you maybe could do a 2J and then everyone was good on the 2J train. Well, that's kind of what I mean. I kind of, that's kind of what I mean. It's like, I feel like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't speak for every American, obviously, but like from the outside, this one, no, you like. do now. It's just like, they just do whatever the fuck the other guys do. Whereas in Japan, they just like do whatever they were doing and they don't have to vastly change everything in order to, to get to that level. They're, they're already kind of going to that level. You know what I mean? Whereas like, if somebody says like green is black this year, it seems as though everybody is, you know, is, is getting green because that's the thing this year or some shit. You know what I mean? Well, that's clearly the name of the podcast or the episode. Now green is the new black. <laughs> Are you still interested in formula D? Do you still like, did you, was there like, I loved it for a long time. And then I just stopped a lot of politics, man. Okay. I think the cars are dope. But they just don't look dope. I, I I mean, you know, there's cars like Rad Dan's car and like, I mean, dude, the HGK Supra, like amazing. Um, all those other cars, like, I mean, even the Eurofighter and all that stuff. Like there's, I mean, Ken Gushi's, a lot of cars like look really good. But I guess for me, like, I, I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of fucking anything really, but like, I'd be interested in it. 
like to... uh, yeah it's exciting when you're there it's yeah undeniably, i like going to the event it's undeniably sure. exciting when you're there but like and also another thing that i really like going there is like seeing your homies like yeah. right, if you go to the seattle event or you go down to long beach or you go to irwindale or like those are the only three events i've been to but um yeah 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 like it's super exciting to see all these people you haven't seen and like go somewhere that's you're not your hometown and you know like that's part of the draw and then also like yeah it's like there's like 30,000 plus people there to see drifting like people who don't give a shit about drifting normally who like don't give a sh- who don't even know what you know they don't know what an s13 is or, or anything so that yeah. is kind of interesting in its own right like yeah but i mean at the same time i do follow like tons of formerly i follow like rad dan ryan turk like uh you know chris Stapps. And, you know, I follow like Ken Gushi, like I follow like a lot of dudes that are Formula D drivers, but I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of more interested in their like other stuff, maybe. I think you're probably interested in their builds less than their, yeah. you guys drive as well. And so I think for you, I, I'm going to guess and then correct me if I'm wrong. There's probably a sense of like, if you're not driving, you probably don't care as much. Yeah. And, and when you can't, sometimes that's frustrating. But And I mean, yeah. And I mean, the thing for me too, is like watching drifting, like the, the level of drifting is exciting, but like what I really love about watching drifting are the, are, are the cars. Like I'm, I'm a car guy, like the sick cars. And I mean, like as technically sick as the formula D cars are, they just don't look sick. It's like literally like take car, any fucking car and put livery, any fucking livery on it. And like, it's a formula D car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so some, it makes some a cool of, car. The <laughs> insert playback to that old episode. Like Go I said, ahead. I would get that 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 HGK Supra though, hands down for me, the best looking car of that level. Um, and that and that's what you would drive to the other dealerships. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I so for me, it's funny because like I don't look at it, obviously don't look at an event and be like, man, I would need to be there to drive it. That's I need. It's like I look at an event and it's like if I wasn't there to shoot it, then I'm kind of like maybe not as interested. Um, but then on top of that, I also loved Formula D. Like before I moved to Vancouver, I would fly to Vancouver from Regina and put in to get a media application, and then I would go down to Seattle, and I just that was such a like there was a point in time where that was such a wild experience for me like kevin said the stands are filled with people that are there to watch drifting and all these people that i've seen on the internet that are big deals you know like speed hunters is there and like keep drifting fun is there and motor mavens is there like and fat lace used to run like the car show and it was like a must be at event yeah and then slowly it got more and more professional every year yeah and it's like when i would do it i would look around and recognize less and less people and you know so i think that just kind of like fell off like guys stopped driving down there that weekend to go see it like it did it lost a bit of that charm i I feel yeah i feel like what sort of happened as well is um you know there was that era where formula d was the was the thing like where kevin said like yeah you only went to formula d and like that was where drifting happened and that's where converging people happen and that's where you'd see all your homies and stuff but then i think slowly uh other events started emerging and it was it was okay exactly to not yeah have a pro 2 car to go to formula d it was like now you want to build a car that's maybe that level but you're competing at some other i don't know local ish events 
that are like Chicago is not local, Gerard. No, no, no. But listen, like I'm talking about like like in Florida and and Eastern Canada and stuff where they have like competitive events, but it's not Formula D stuff. It's like uh, I don't know what the you know what the names of them are, but like yeah, there's those type of events, and then there's the style type of events where everybody just wants to go and like basically it's like a skate park and you bring all your cars and you just have a session with all your homies and that was okay. Whereas before there was a time when it was like. I, either those didn't exist or it those wasn't really okay exist. yeah 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 so i think that's I, and that's kind of what i was saying it's like for me the the fd was like an excuse for camaraderie and coming together and like yeah. a shared vision but like it kind of you know like like you said it kind of morphed and it was like all right well if i can have that camaraderie without this giant yeah. spectacle and like yeah without, or like, this, was... without this like giant circus of people that aren't yeah. actually about it at all then maybe that's more what I'm into. Like, yeah, like it was just more of a spectacle or like going to right. a carnival carnival. Yeah, it's, out, definitely, you know? it's definitely, it is on a fairground. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's <be> true. <laughs> but also to that same respect, I remember I took Dominic a couple of times to, uh, to, to formula D and it was like, it was crazy. Right. Like for them, like for the kids, it's like, you can go into the pits and see these like crazy cars. You can go and there's like vendors and like, you know, NOS girls and like, you know, you could, you could buy, you know, t-shirts and knickknacks and then there's tons of people and you got popcorn and you're in the grandstands. It's like a big deal. Whereas like, you know, you take it, your kid to like a, any of those other events and it's like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like I took him to, to final bout West that one time. And it was like, he was mildly interested, but like, yeah, the only thing there was the drifting. But I was going to say it is a good way to bring someone who doesn't care about drifting yeah it's a nice soft launch because yeah there's so much other stuff and it's at such a high level that like you you can't not be impressed almost you know what i mean yeah Yeah. it's like you can go to final boat and like if you're if you're like a car guy or if you're not a car guy you'd be like oh these cars are kind of cool and they're going sideways but like it might not just be it might just not be enough to be like whoa whereas like you go to formula d and the car's coming in at fucking 140k and they're like louder than shit and like they're you know door to door and they're doing a five eights bank like that's a big deal i don't care who you are that's crazy like you could yeah. be you could be like half dead and be like oh that's cool you know what i mean i used to be in saskatchewan and i would always be on like the blogs after Formula D happened in other places, and then I'd want to see like car show coverage, and it was a big deal. You know what it was for me was that eventually Formula D, I think what I liked about it was it was attainable. It felt like it was attainable for like anybody could do, not anybody could do it, but like Kevin, you're saying like, oh, you were building like a Pro 2 car. Alex Lee was driving in it, and like I could. I mean, Adam LZ, Adam LZ competed and like did pretty well, and he was kind of just like not a nobody, but like. He came doesn't up he like have, how many subscribers does he have? That doesn't fucking make him a Formula D driver. I mean, he's literally Sometimes, like when well, he would well, can block become a rally drive. driver. But no, listen, yeah, listen all you like, do is do it. But at the same respect, he's obviously like has some sort of talent. But like, you know, it's a pretty cool story to go from being a fucking YouTuber to like competing with the people that you used to be watching like literally two years ago. Like he like competes with Chelsea Denofa and like you know Vaughn Dunier and Ryan Turk and. You mean the competing he, with the people who are watching you two years ago? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he, he <laughs> they, they could have just been like, look at this fucking idiot, whatever. Like, and then two years later, Maybe he's like kicking like their ass. Uh, I don't think so, man. Like, he, yeah, but that's, uh, everybody respects him because he's a good ass driver. That's, uh, 
that's a, I feel like a very specific success story. Of yeah, someone. no, I'm just saying. But yeah, like, you know, if you, if you want to be successful in the series, you have to, at the very minimum, be at every event in the series. And that's a big financial step, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, I feel that Adam LZ has the, has the finances and the money to have the team and to be at every event. And like, didn't Njuku build him a whole car and they're yep. just like run this car. So it's not, he didn't have to, oh, build I mean, he car. paid for some of it, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. So it's like the barriers of entry for him to be a professional driver seem less because he's already a star than for other people who might be better drivers or have more heart or whatever, if you will. I mean, that's understandable, but also at the same, at the same respect, like if he wasn't able to compete on that level, he'd then he would fall be there. pretty hard. Yeah, and could you imagine exactly. how many people were like, Oh, look at this fucking YouTuber. Like, uh, like, wow, he gets a free car and now he's got yeah. all the money to run the series. Like, fuck this guy. But yeah, then all probably of a sudden, everybody wants him to fail. Exactly. Yeah. But then all of a sudden yeah. they're like, wait, wait a second. Like, Whoa, he's kind of shredding. Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, he's like, he just like beat that guy. You know, it's like, yo, that was a sick run. And then, and oh, then yeah, dude, I'm, everyone I'm, after you know, a while is like, yo, like he actually uh, shreds. Like dude about... who ran for like six years in FD who just crashed the whole time. And it's just yes. like, how did they get to, how did they get signed year after year when they like yeah. for five years just crashed? Like, yeah, exactly. So like, I'll be that guy. I don't know a ton about Adam LZ because I've never like been into following that type of thing. And I would say when he, Oh, when you I think you're better than run, me? <laughs> you think you're better no, than me because you're not into following that sort of thing? No, I you got never better things in my life to do with your time than to sit around and follow those things. Trying to find you a bunch of shit boxes to go buy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Just trying to yo, be a good friend. Yo, yo send me those links. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I was like, oh, I hope he gets torn apart by these drivers. And then I was like, oh, he's winning. That's really good, I guess. Because, <laughs> um, like, when I look at it, I remember being like, man, Fournier is going to drive. And like, Fournier used to be Fat Lace sponsored. And I thought that was super cool. And you know, like you guys did Alex's car and that was super cool. And, and even like you had like uh, Walker Wilkerson was like, you know, running an SR and then in the S13. And it was like, there was a sense that like anybody could almost get their foot in the door. And yeah. then that went away. I think at the end of the day, though, what happened was uh, I think Vickers said this and I really like it. What did he say? Like, of course, you want to get in where you fit in. But that's what final bout kind of became it was like you removed all of the like all of the all of the noise to some degree and then you were left with and the politics and the pressure and it was just a bunch of dudes that you like hanging around with that all kind of have like in the venn diagram of cars there's a lot of overlap and i can't help but think like you know like how many dudes before that were like i just want to drift and i have like no desire to go to like be a competition driver like i think a lot i had zero desire to compete zero desire to like build a competition car like nothing i just i just like build sick cars that i drift we'll say though like i don't feel that formula or sorry that uh final bout has gotten rid of the drifting politics that existed in FD. Like there's still people who are butthurt that uh, they didn't get invited or like, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Oh, like I don't have real wheels. So like, I can't go drive there. And like, 
and the you know also serial nine got to go just because they're serial nine and like who cares if they can drive or not they're serial nine and yeah same thing with like drift week (laughs) people are all butthurt that it's like oh like i didn't get accepted to go and drive in drift week three it's like there's politics to every you know there's politics in everything yeah that's just life though right like we've talked about this before cars are it's an ego driven world of course everybody thinks that they're like shit doesn't stink you know, it's like subjectively, they're like, oh, yeah, my car is really cool if you can just see it through this filter of not having real wheels. And it's like, no, but there's actually a playbook of how you're going to do this event. And if you want to do that event, you got to follow the playbook because there's gatekeepers. And the only way you're getting in is if you listen to the gatekeeper. And I'm totally for that. But I yeah, get I why people would be upset. And yeah. look, one day, there may come a day where we all respectively don't get into a thing because we're not as relevant as we used to. And I'm sure at that point we'll just be like sour grapes about it. Right. Like if (laughs) Gerard, if someone told you like, you're not cool enough to come to an event, I'm sure you would rage about it. Like I have no doubt in my mind if someone, yeah, you don't have your wheels aren't small enough to drift at our drift event. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like, mean, I, there's definitely events that I probably couldn't get into. So it was like some sort of like cool vintage, like nostalgia event. I didn't ask shit. for a list. I asked for I a hypothetical situation. <laughs> like, like there's an event that you want to go to, and like you want maybe to go to. at some point. Yeah, I guess I'd be pretty time. chapped. All right. Well, that was what we think about Formula D. Apparently, <laughs> long enough. <laughs> the other question was about takeovers because we always like touch on it and then we never <laughs> but i don't actually care um yeah they're stupid and they are stupid i think the only person that i'm not sure would agree are takeover stupid is gerard <laughs> gerard thinks takeovers are a viable method to be able to drive a modified car in vancouver again so it's like we should just take over the street <laughs> yeah that's not well, what yeah. i said is it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no i just put words in your mouth and now you gotta you gotta defend them no, I think they're fucking stupid because, like, it's the same exact thing. Like, when I got pulled over drifting on the street after a drift event in Washington, it's like, here I am, like, coming from a different country and, like, fucking up drifting for all these other people that, like, probably have spent a lot of time trying to get drifting at these tracks. And, like, you know, these guys have to drive around here all the time with these modified cars. And here I am just, like, shitting all over the place. And that's what those guys are doing. They're just, like, taking these fucked up shitty cars and like drifting on the street and like that's what that could be very that could very well be what a lot of people think drifting is and like people be like yo fuck that drifting shit it's crappy it's 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 stupid it's immature it's like you know what i mean but like no i agree i i honestly here's the thing i don't think the audience that is interested in what we have to say is necessarily the ones that are going to take over to be like "Mm, you're right I shouldn't be doing this because like those people are off in their own fucking world. And that's, I think the biggest problem yeah. is like, yeah, takeovers are shitty, but I almost see it as like, that's not my problem. And then I like draw the line and like shoo them off to the side, but it probably is my problem. And I'm just not like, I'm looking at it through the lens of like, no, I can clearly see the difference between <laughs> like drifting and doing donuts in an intersection and then someone getting hit by a car and flying sideways or whatever you know like i can see the difference but then you know what maybe 
society on a whole can't see the difference they're like and then they were drifting it's like no nah, man that's not drifting but yeah when i guess when you live in a world where like if you tell someone that isn't into cars I mean, that the, you like the drifting, car is sideways and there's smoke coming out like yeah well to my point it's like how many times have you been like yeah i like drifting and the person that doesn't know anything about cars is like like tokyo drift and like yeah except like way less parkades and girls and like techno music and i feel that like that's part of your drift. life i don't really i don't have ever have to explain drifting you know? you've never had to explain drifting to anyone no not that i've never had to explain dude like my entire life was drifting when drifting wasn't anything in north america but that was way before tokyo drift even so like you you know like at that time it'd be like oh you know when you're driving in the snow and the back end kicks out it's like that but all the time in the dry and you're like yeah i mean like look only- i liked drifting before tokyo drift as well but i've met people since tokyo drift has come out yeah but i'm saying then- like you live in a corporate world and it like doing a downtown job that has nothing to do with cars and i drive a shop that is like people are messaging me about drifting all the time i'm just saying that like a mm. large part of my life is not explaining so, what are you saying you're better than me hasn't been better in than seven me. years <laughs> you don't have to explain drifting to people and then when they look at you they don't say like oh like tokyo drift no. and then you're like no no well, like i gotta explain i gotta explain that their arms come in pairs not sold as a single arm <laughs> so no i'm definitely not oh than cool you. your life's way better than mine <laughs> lately when i tell people what i'm into I actually have to use you guys as an example. It's like the only saving grace. And I was like, and then I have these friends in like Coquitlam that build parts for like specifically for Toyotas and like putting these and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the only sense of credibility that I can like attach to what I do. I can be like, I've run a blog, I've taken photos, I've run, you know, done media for like 12 years. Like mm, that's cute, and I'm like, okay, there's these guys that I know that run a legitimate business that make money off of this, and they're like, oh. and then we do a podcast with them, and then we do, and then I do a podcast with them, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Podcast but, is relatable, yeah, yeah, but still like a Tokyo Drift podcast. So you guys talk about Tokyo Drift a lot. It's like, yeah, man, it's all of our favorite movies. Yo, I just had an idea for a podcast. I think the, the intro food. song this time should be the Tokyo Tiff, Tokyo ah. Drift one. <laughs> We should they talk about food. Know. Something, something, Tokyo. Tokyo. Hey, here's a fun question. What's your favorite Fast and the Furious movie? Uh, Kevin hates them all, so. All of them? I don't hate them all. I mean, he I just hates, like, I, well, he hates Fast know. and Furious, period. I know Gerard likes all of them. Hey, you're, it's, it's so fake. It's so fake, man. How could, I'm like, dude, of course it's fucking fake. Like, it's a fucking, like, it's like a Marvel Comics car move, card movie, like. <laughs> Of course it's fake. Um, I don't know, man. I think they're all pretty good. I, I don't really know if I have a favorite. They're all like... If I had to have a favorite, it would be... Go on, say it. I, no, I would just say like... No, it would be like, uh, I think number one, number three, then maybe number five. None of the even numbers are good. And then like now towards the end, it's just petering off into like exactly what Gerard said, where it's like a Marvel comic of a movie. Yeah. um i have this very funny memory of walking into your guys shop and it was before like i had a handle on who you were as people (laughs) (laughs) and i remember gerard being like i saw fast and furious and it was dope and it was like the submarine one or something yeah i was like was it and like kevin's like 
man, why do you like those movies? And I was like, oh, I see how this is. And I could immediately be like, so Kevin is, I will align on certain things with Kevin and maybe Aristo is with Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately I was like, mm, yes, Kevin gets me. <laughs> I just take it for what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, yeah, I heard this many, argument when I walked in. Yeah. How yeah. many car movies are there? Like, zero so like it's kind of that's sick not true there's good car oh, movies. come on man name a fucking good car movie that came in the last five years oh in the five last five years last 10 years i don't know what i guess i can't tell time and gone in 60 seconds drive drive baby driver is a good movie Ooh, ford <laughs> versus he, ferrari okay, ford, ford versus, versus ferrari. ferrari is probably good that's a good yeah movie. that's a good movie um senna Oh, that's a good, yeah. Oh, see? Yeah, it's a that's good movie, but it's not really like a car movie. Yes, it is. It's definitely, it's more of a car movie than Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally, it's literally bro, bro, a movie bro, about bro, shiny cars, cars. Bro, yeah. shiny cars, turbo, bro, turbo. So, Gerard, uh, you like all of the Fast and the Furious movies equally. I mean, yeah, they're just like, it is, they're just, it's like watching a fucking series. Like, I don't know, it's like watching a, fucking tv show series they're all you don't find it weird that the people that stole dvd players are now fighting international crimes and possibly going to space or like you gotta gotta progress you gotta jump out of one skyscraper into another and i mean or you gotta steal a submarine come on and like drive on ice with a lamborghini and not crash like obviously Mm. yeah well, they're the best drivers in the world, apparently. And they're That's all they from California. Yeah. Hey, but they don't have like 50 gears anymore. They just have like 10. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cars have come up in technology and they actually have 10 now. Yeah. yeah. Good. Anyway, I think the first one's the best one. And then Tokyo Drift. And then probably what Kevin said. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, if I were have to choose, would have to choose, I would say the first, the first five isn't tokyo drift five oh you can't tokyo drift is three. Oh, okay so the then first. the first the first three then and the two is the one with the like the pink s2000 and ludicrous yeah yeah that's too fast too furious by no, john no singleton bueno. which is no good one of us one of our friends really likes that that one that's their favorite and i can't remember who it is and it blows my mind john singleton made that movie and that's very strange because like john singleton made boys in the hood uh, what have you learned from this podcast so far? This one? No, just like <laughs> all of them. <laughs> what have I learned from these podcasts? I think they're fun. I like, I enjoy them. I like talking about things. <laughs> so That's not a lesson. That's things you like. I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't had any. Well, I learned that I like to do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've learned that people like give a shit about the stupid shit that we have to say because yeah. I didn't think anybody would listen. Yeah, I honestly it, thought it, there'd be like fifty listeners or something. But I've learned. What have I learned? Uh, I've learned a lot about Kevin and Gerard. I feel like, and like what maybe makes them tick as people. <laughs> and I feel like I learn something every time we do an episode. But that's because I don't know a ton about a lot of things. So it's pretty easy to learn. I've learned that I'm old and angry and that um, I'm apparently 
too mild mannered and reserved for for Ryan's tastes. I don't think it's for my taste. It's what I've always <laughs> said. Like you say a thing, and I'm like, I can't argue with that. There's nothing I can say. Like Gerard, I can argue with because he kind of says ludicrous things sometimes. <laughs> well, what's like, crazy yeah. shit? Like, what? What do you mean? Like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go okay, right, right now, right now, Ryan just puts in one sentence from every previous episode. That's just yeah, completely yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> My favorite, um, when you compare doing burnouts to being a drug addict. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> um, being mad that Tesla's so successful because they're full. It's like the nerds are winning. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck Tesla's man. Do you guys want to tell anyone to like go to your website? Like we yeah, call Kevin it. Do it. Hey, now our podcast is over. You should head over to the website and buy a sweatshirt. Ooh, that's a good looking sweatshirt. Or the hood. Do you still have the hoodies? We have hoodies. We have hats coming out soon. Uh, we have t-shirts and crew necks, stickers, banners, all sorts of cool shit. I mean, you also just fully sell car parts people can buy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got car parts too. Yeah. yeah. You. All right. Great. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, check, check you later. <laughs> Catch you next time. On the flip side. God. All right. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.